0: Good morning, this is Christine Giacomo, and today's Morning Briefing is called, How Did We Get the Bible, Anyway? For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. That's Second Peter 1, verse 21. Or, as the beloved King James Version from the days of my youth states, holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. From the mind of God to the quills of men to, hmm, the most popular early writing material was papyrus. The earliest dated papyrus fragment we have dates back to 2400 BC. Other writing materials included parchment and vellum, also pottery, stones, sand, and clay tablets. Ancient books were made into rolls by gluing sheets of papyrus together and then winding the resulting long strips around a stick. Size was limited by the difficulty in using it. The average scroll was about 20 to 35 feet long. Scribes trained in the exactitudes of hand-copied biblical texts did so until printing presses. Now the Jews preserved it as no other manuscript has ever been preserved. With their Masora, they kept tabs on every letter, syllable, word, and paragraph. They had special classes of men within their culture whose sole duty was to preserve and transmit these documents with practically perfect fidelity. Scribes, lawyers, Masoretes. Masoretes were the Jewish scholars, just described by Bernard Ram. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew and Aramaic and the New Testament in Greek. The Bible was translated into Latin by Jerome in the fourth century called the Latin Vulgate. It was the most widely used translation used in the Middle Ages and the first major book printed on Gutenberg's press in 1456. Compared to other ancient writings, The Bible manuscripts stand alone as the best-preserved literary works of all antiquity. Unbelievably, there are thousands of Old Testament manuscripts and fragments copied throughout the Middle East, Mediterranean, and European regions that agree phenomenally with each other. By comparison, Homer's Iliad, the most renowned book of ancient Greece, has 643 copies of manuscript support discovered to date, whereas the New Testament has almost 25,000, including 5,600 of which are copies and fragments of the original Greek. How do we get an English Bible? Well, in the 7th century, portions of Scripture in English began to emerge, and the first complete English translation was produced in 1382, by the influence of John Wycliffe. Copies of this work were widely circulated. Later in the 16th century, seven more popular English versions were produced, beginning with William Tyndale's work in 1525. This English version of the New Testament was the first to be translated directly from Greek to English, rather than from the Latin. That was a big departure. Before Tyndale's completion of the Old Testament, He was tried as a heretic and executed in 1536. Just as America gaining her independence caused the shedding of blood, so too did battling for the written words of God, particularly ones that were without polemic or uh, political undercurrents. Uh, Finally, in 1604, King James I authorized a translation that came to bear his name. King James agreed under the pressure of the Puritans who wanted a new translation of the Bible, as the existing English Bible contained bias and controversy. Forty-seven scholars spent six years on the translation, with all work meticulously reviewed and refined by their combined collaboration. The four existing Mesoric texts were used for the Old Testament, and a third edition of the Byzantine Greek text by Stephanus was used for the New Testament. These are often referred to as the Textus Receptus. The King James Version was printed in 1611. The scholarly translation was made mandatory for the Church of England. Most common folk could never own their own copy of the sacred book. So the law required every church to keep a copy on display 24 hours a day. Ordinary people could then come in and read the Bible at any time. The precious Bibles were generally chained to reading desks to keep them from being stolen. Trying to replace a Bible in those days could easily bankrupt a local parish. After its original printing, the King James Version had four revisions, by 1769. To this day, it remains the most widely circulated Bible in existence. Paul wrote, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. 1 Timothy 3 verses 16 and 17. Now if you want to study, or at least look back over these notes a little bit, reflect on your own, I'd ask you first, how were most of the original manuscripts recorded? Secondly, in what year did we have the first well-written and reviewed English Bible? I think that's a worthwhile date to have in our heads. And third, According to Paul's writing to Timothy, these verses here in 1 Timothy 3, how should the Bible function in the Christian's life, or anyone's life for that matter? In the vernacular, what is the Bible good for?